0: Michael Waka still is a free agent. Ryan Brazier seems to be a lock for the Red Sox opening day roster. So should the Red Sox re-sign Walker and Haim Bloom finally provide some insight as to why Brazier continues to avoid being DFA'd? You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Red Sox is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. You can visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Happy Friday and happy Red Sox Truck Day. I am your host, Nesson's Lauren Willand, and thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. A lot of pitching talk today, one who still needs a team in the other one. Fans still just can't believe that he remains a part of a team, but we'll start talking about Waka first because it's truck day, which means pitchers and catchers will report in just over a week. Full squad workouts are right around the corner. The equipment is en route to Fort Myers as the 2023 MLB season is going to be here before we know it. It's February 3rd. So next month we will be watching regular season baseball. It's going to be incredibly cold. This weekend in Boston, you have wind chills with making it feel like it's negative 30 outside. We're going to be wearing winter coats and stands at Fenway Park, and that's probably going to be the case for a lot of other states, but it it is it is going to be ridiculously cold, so the thought of baseball next month is it's just bonkers to me at this point, but the Red Sox have seemed to solidify their roster, their pitching rotation, or at least who will be a part of it, and it's a bit of a logium right now, but... Even though there is a lot of starting pitchers or pitchers who could be starters in 2023, the injury history, the potential for unreliability, and a lot of unknown can beg the question of is it worth re-signing Michael Waka? Reports out there are saying that Waka is in the market for a two-year deal worth about $30 million, so $15 million per season. I don't think that's a huge ask for him, but with his injury history, and even though he was incredible last year for the Red Sox, I'm still not surprised that he still is on the market. If he is asking for that much, maybe someone would rather commit just a year to him, year and an option. I mean, there's ways around it, but Walk has been linked to the Minnesota Twins and the Baltimore Orioles in the last few weeks. But but those two teams have gone out and signed Pablo Lopez and Cole Irvin. So maybe he's not on their radar anymore. And if you look at the right now, I don't think Michael Waka makes a ton of sense for the Red Sox. I wanted him back. I was of the belief at the beginning of the offseason that he would be the one to get the qualifying offer over Nate Ovalde, But I thought wrong. It happens. I do it all the time. And Valdi ended up going to the Texas Rangers. And then when that happened, it's like, okay, so now do they bring Michael Waka back? And it just, it never happened. Michael Waka still is a free agent. And like I said, the Red Sox probably aren't the best fit. If you're thinking right now, because of the seven starters, you have Chris Sale, you have Corey Kluber, you have James Paxton, Garrett Whitlock, Nick Pavetta, Brian Bayo, and Tanner Houck, all looking for spots to be starters. And maybe Waka is getting offers, but they're not just what he wants. He Maybe he wants that two years, and teams aren't willing to commit that. At this point, you feel like he should just wait till spring training and maybe see if a team needs him because somebody gets injured or for whatever reason. The Red Sox that that could happen to the Red Sox they faced a ton of injuries last year especially when it came to their pitchers and it's a logjam though that's the only thing i mean you have seven people looking at five spots in the rotation you don't know what Garrett Whitlock will be as a starter you don't know what Tanner Houck will be as a starter you don't know what James Paxton will be as a starter and Chaim Bloom sounds like he is not going to move him to the bullpen. Brian Bayo, you don't know what his sophomore season will bring in his first full season with the Red Sox. Nick Pavetta, I think you kind of know what you're going to get from him. It's just a matter of, will you get good Nick Pavetta on a given night, or will you get the Nick Pavetta who gets shelled for eight runs and three innings on any given night? And Chris Sale, same thing. You just don't know. You hope that he's going to be 100% healthy, stay 100% healthy. You could say the same thing about James Paxton. You want all of these guys to stay healthy, and Michael Wacha also dealt with injuries last year as well. He had, does have the injury history. He had two stints on the injured list, but he still was one of the more reliable pitchers for the Red Sox last year. Nick Pavetta being the other one who never missed a start, and Michael Wacha, he still went 11 and two. He had a ridiculous ERA for still missing for missing games for going on the injured list, and he still led the team in wins, even though he was on the injured list twice. So you look at it from a numbers standpoint and how well he did. Yes, he would make sense. But right now it's just like, where does he go? Because if you're not going to put James Paxton in the bullpen, and that's fine. If you want to see what you have in him as a starter, fine. But there's probably going to be a pitcher or two or three that's going to move to the bullpen at some point. I I don't know. I'm not making those decisions. But I am looking at this roster being like, there's a lot of people on here who want to be a starting pitcher and who they plan to have as starting pitchers. Who's going to be the odd man out? Michael Waka already does not fit in this rotation. I would love to have him back, but where does he go? We don't know. That's the thing. There's not room for him. And I did pose this very question on the locked on Red Sox Twitter account at L-O- underscore Red Sox. And we got a few responses. They're they're kind of mixed. And I just asked, would you want the Red Sox to re-sign Michael Waka? So Bet Big Red said wiseman once said you can never have enough pitching. That is very, very true. But listen, if they want to re-sign Michael Waka and DFA Ryan Brazier, I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. But yes, you never can have too much pitching depth. We did see it last year that there was just no depth. There was nothing there. And the you know, the guys in Worcester in double A, they're not ready to see MLB action. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Brian Bale was not ready for MLB action when he was called up to no fault of his own. This is the Red Sox fault for not having adequate depth. So yes, that's an incredibly good point. You can never have too much pitching, too much help, especially on this Red Sox team that does need help, even though the bullpen, for the most part, looks okay. James Phelan says, no, based on the amount of money under the first CBT limit, they should leave some space in case they are in position at the trade deadline to trade for some salary dump players from other teams. Also a very good point. Lori Hewen says, why not? Why not? Like Bet Big Red said, you can never have too much depth. Peter, shout out to Peter, he just said yes. So Peter is on the resign Michael Walker train. And then BP125 said, Chris Sale falls off his bike and breaks his leg. Paxton's arm falls off. Whitlock gets do- dead arm. Hulk breaks his back and Bayo bust. Waka is then needed. Yes. And this is the thing with the, with the Red Sox starting rotation with the, so many question marks surrounding them. We don't know if Chris sale will stay healthy. I'm hoping he will. It's just a matter of what happened last year. What we've seen from players like Nick Pavetta And what we haven't seen from James Paxton because he hasn't pitched, from Chris Sale because he hasn't pitched, from Garrett Whitlock because he hasn't been a starter for the Red Sox. Taylor Houck, same thing. He never really got into a groove as a starter and almost looked like he was going to be the closer last season for the Red Sox. So I just think, I think it's it's weird. Like they need him or they could use him, I should say, but there's just no room for him. There would be room, however, if they did re-sign him and DFA someone who has just completely avoided being DFA'd somehow, someway all offseason and looks to be a lock for the 40-man roster come opening day, which is just over a month away. Ridiculous how fast the offseason goes sometimes. And I'm somebody who was like, it is a 100% sure thing that Ryan Brazier will not be on the opening day roster, but it's like, I would have bet all of my money on that. And thank goodness I didn't. But if you do want to bet on the Red Sox for... Whatever you desire, you can head on over to FanDuel. They have everything right there for your betting needs. And not just baseball, they also have football because the Super Bowl is here. The Super Bowl is just over a week away. You have the Eagles and the Chiefs squaring off for that Lombardi trophy. And what better time to be excited and so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, even better because they have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. If you're new to betting or you have no idea kind of what you're doing, I'm very new to this too. FanDuel makes it so easy, does not make you feel like a first-time better. But if you are a first time better and you are a new customer to FanDuel, you can join today and you can get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. All you have to do is sign up and go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. It has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. I love player props and I love the money line. Those are probably some of the easiest bets to make, especially if you are a first-time better. I, money line player props can never go wrong. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Seriously, FanDuel can do it all. And like I said, it does not make you feel like you are a first-time better. It is so easy to use. Super simple. Get your bets in because the Super Bowl is very, very close. Ten days away. And you can do all of this on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, do not miss out. You can place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every day. Now check out Locked On MLB Prospects because host. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. We've had him unlocked on, on Red Sox, so we can definitely vouch for him. And he is going deep on the NLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So Ryan Brazier has become the story of the offseason for everything that he hasn't done. And that's because he's still on this roster. Every time he does not get DFA'd, fans are just like, how does this keep happening? What 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 does he have? On the Red Sox, what do the Red Sox see in him? It's so many unanswered questions. But Chris Catallo of Mass Live had High and Bloom on his Fenway Rundown podcast, and he asked the question, "What's What's Brian Brazier doing on this roster still?" He asked it much more nicely than that, and this is what High and Bloom said. It's a bit of a long answer, so bear with me. And he said, "I know Bra- Brazier has been kind of a lightning rod for this. People talk about projections." That can kind of roll their eyes the fact of the matter is there's a lot of things you could look at that pitchers do that are really good indicators of what they're going to do next and in many cases might be better indicators than the era that doesn't guarantee anything going forward obviously we deal in probabilities right nothing in life is guaranteed to us but those indicators are real but those indicators are real so this is kind of you know stats don't tell the whole story kind of thing the era doesn't always tell the whole story but i think the era more than anything Tells probably the the biggest story of of a pitcher, and you. I always use Jacob Degrom as an example because he could have had a one in twelve record, and you look at the losses and you're like, this guy must stink. Then you see his ERAs, usually under two. He is just so solid, and he keeps men off base. He limits runs, and. You would never know that if you just looked at the losses. So you want to go deeper into the analytics. Sure, Bloom is a big analytics guy. He goes on to say, and with Ryan, it's not rocket science. He throws a ton of strikes. He has really good stuff. He made some adjustments later in the season, just in terms of how and when he used what he had to sequence it better and help him get out. The product of a lot of good work, first of all, obviously by Ryan, but also by various members of our staff that really worked together to help him understand, okay, why are our results underachieving? what our stuff says we should do. It's not because we don't throw strikes, right? He throws a ton of strikes. So how else can we sequence our stuff to help us get outs better? Does that guarantee anything going forward? No, it's something that has to be earned. But there's a lot of reason and there's optimism that's shared by both front office and field staff that we will get better results going forward. And maybe some of those adjustments were made from August to September when it comes to Brazier because in August he had a 975 ERA really, really bad. That was in 12 innings. And then in his final 13 outings of the regular season, he had a 225 ERA. So there was clearly some adjustments made. Maybe it was just the pressure. I mean, they were out of it in August, but maybe just the less pressure that's on him. There's nothing really to play for. But Haim Bloom seems, he does seem optimistic that Ryan Brazier will turn it around in 2023. I do think he will have a short leash. Catillo also noted that ryan brazier is out of minor league options so they can't just stash him in triple a can't just kind of throw him down there if he struggles in case he's awful but this is going to go one of two ways ryan brazier is either going to be incredibly solid next season or this is just going to blow up in the red Sox face and it's just going to be like you had the chance several times to DFA him throughout the off season i don't think there's a, an in-between here it's it's one extreme or the other when it comes to brazier and high Bloom is not going to come out and say that oh yeah ryan brazier has all this blackmail on us and we have to keep him but i just i was not convinced he's not a very convincing person when he wants you to believe something and wants you to be optimistic and excited about something i ryan brazier has a lot to prove and he very well could come out and prove a lot of people wrong that's always a possibility you never say never but when you look at what he's done since he's been with the Red Sox, fans know that, that fans are not expecting him to come out and be incredibly solid pitcher, this reliable pitcher, because they're going to continue to look at things like the ERA, like his walks, like his strikeouts. And if we're wrong about Ryan Brazier, great. I'm going to be happy that I was wrong, that so many of us were wrong about Ryan Brazier. I just do not have a lot of confidence in him Going into the 2020-23 season, I don't think I'm alone in that thought, but coming up in our final segment of the Lockdown Red Sox podcast, as always, we'll end the show with the Mental Health Minute. So this Mental Health Minute, we haven't done this in a while, but I've been dealing with a tension headache for the last week. And for the most part, it's, it's under control now, thank God. And I've dealt with migraines since my early 20s, but this tension headache has been no joke. It's just been a week straight of very little relief. I wake up with it, I go to bed with it, and finally I went to the doctors, and now it's under control, but and I was talking to my grandmother, she's 94, and I was telling her about my headache, and she's had some advice for me, and I'm going to read you that advice, because it was just, it, some of it was just so silly, and I was just like, where do you come up with this? So she told me to tie a scarf tight around my head but make sure when i tie it that the knot is not in the back of my head but to the side it doesn't matter what side just to the side of my head so the knot is not pushing itself into the back of my head she told me to lay down wonderful that is my favorite piece of advice and then also she recommended the dark room as well go to bed without a pillow and she said she knows that it'll be hard but you need your head to be flat you don't want it elevated on anything take something stronger than ibuprofen I'm just taking the ibuprofen. That's all that was prescribed to me, and and a muscle relaxer. So I'm, I'm not going to take anything stronger than ibuprofen. And then she said to call my father, and I was I didn't know why. She said he dealt with headaches, but I've like I said I've been dealing with migraines, and just oh call your father. It's like this list, this whole list of, of what I should do, and it ends with call your father. But She means well. She has the funniest quotes sometimes. I do want to make a segment going into the 2023 season about things she says about the Red Sox team because it's unfiltered, it's raw, it's hilarious, and it's so, at the same time, just so like gentle toward the Red Sox. It's almost like she's being kind of, kind of mean, but she doesn't want to hurt their feelings, and sometimes she's just like, nah, screw their feelings. Like last year when JD Martinez was selected to the all-star game, she was of the belief that he was not voted in for whatever reason. And when my husband and I told her, her jaw literally dropped. And she's like, he got in, he got into the all-star game. Well, the Red Sox must have given that to him because he's the oldest player on the team. And it's just, it's things like that, that just like make her so funny and make her so witty. And I do tweet about when she'll talk about the Red Sox and the Bruins. She hasn't had too much to say throughout the off season. She did talk a little bit about Bogarts, but she hasn't had too much to say. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. We'll probably find out in the first four, five, six games of the regular season. But if you're ever dealing with tension headaches, or maybe any headache, maybe tie a scarf around your head, lay down in a dark room, call my father. But thank you for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast is where you can find us. You can also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. Jake at Jake Iggy. He will be back next week. And then me, La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. Be sure to check out all the other shows across the Locked on Network. Locked on Yankees, Locked on Phillies, Locked on Reds, Locked on MLB. Everyone does such a great job here bringing you baseball content in the offseason. We're all getting excited. Spring training is right around the corner. So a lot of really good baseball content is coming your way. Be sure to check back next week. Jake and I will be back. We'll be talking about predictions that have been thrown out there. We'll ask for your predictions. We'll give our predictions for the 2023 Red Sox team. And going forward, we'll talk about X factors, who has the most approved this season, who will be the biggest surprise, who will be the biggest disappointment, and everything in between. We will see you next week, and we'll end this show how we always do. Let's go Red Sox.